by means of an introduction to the Sikha, Avram was brought up by pagan idol worshippers, parents, his grandparents, everybody around him, a world that was fraught with immorality, heathenism. And from the earliest years of his life, he questioned everything that was around him. And he investigated every aspect of life, coming to the realization that at the core of everything is God. And it's his job and everybody's job to find a path of how to reach that. And with that in mind, without any teachers, without any books, without any traditions, without any history, with nothing, he set out on a path which was the basic of Judaism, basic life of morality, kindness, charity, and most profound was to make this world God-friendly, to make it a holier place. By no means was this path that he that he chose uh, easy. It was it was loaded with all of these challenges from every aspect of his life. <clears throat> the Torah recounts it says that in general Abraham Avram was tested ten times, ten great challenges that were not just in number ten, but encompassed within them all aspects of life. At one point, based on his belief and his path that he has chosen for God, he, um, he was taken by the king Nimrod, who felt that Avram was a challenge to, to his to, to his sovereignty with coming with a new way of life and in a great big spectacle invited the masses to show what happens to such a person who sets out on this path and, and built this great fire pit where he gave Avram the choice to either give up his path and live like everybody else or die in front of everybody. And Avram chose that it was more important to live a life of value, and they threw him into the fire. <clears throat> and miraculously, miraculously he, he, he survived, tremendously impacting everybody around him. <clears throat> All kinds of challenges. He was challenged where, where God promised him great wealth and security, and a little while later, his, he, got, he, he lost all his money, and his he had to go to a foreign country where he was uh, where his wife was abducted never questioning god again and again he had challenges he had challenges from family issues from his kids uh, marital issues that he was challenged with um his nephew's security he had to go to war every single aspect of life from 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 financial spiritual emotional intellectual he was tested and in all those challenges avram's commitment to to find god and make the world a holier better kinder place 
He has, in every aspect, every test, he came out smelling like a rose. From all the tests in Avram's life, the one that stands out the most and had the greatest impact on Jewish life is the 10th test, the test of the Akedah. Avram and Sarah just had one gifted holy son, Yitzchak, a child that was promised by God to be his inheritor and everything to Avram. One day, God asked Avram to sacrifice this son. Avram immediately starts out, starts the process, <clears throat> and only in the last seconds, as he's about to shecht him, God stops him and proclaims, Now I know that you're a God-fearing Jew. It is this iconic event that we will unravel. Aleph. The Talmud in discussing the Akedah, it quotes the Pasuk where God, when God asks Avram to take his son to the altar, it says, Please take your son. <clears throat> the Talmud says that the word no, the term, is like a pleading and asks, why is God pleading with, with, with Avram to do this? And gives a, an amazing analogy. Analogy of a king that had a great general who fought many wars for, for the king. And then one day, a war broke out that was exceedingly difficult. And the king called the general and asked him to go fight this war. And he pleaded with him, like he, he says, win this war. Why? And what was the purpose? What was his pleading? He was like, I know you to be the hero. I know how great you are as a general. But the other wars might seem easy to other people. And they would think that you can only win an easy war. But I know you to be a truly great general. And this is a truly great challenge. And by fighting and winning this war, you will prove to everyone how great <coughs> a hero, a general you've always been. Same thing over here. God tells Avram, this, what I'm asking you, is exceedingly difficult. Others might think that the other ones were not so challenging. Do this one and show that all the other ones had substance. The question is, why wouldn't the other ones have substance? As we said before, Challenge in so many different ways. His belief, his his life, uh, the life of his loved ones. Of course, there was substance. Why? <coughs> why would someone question that? What exactly made the Akeda such an amazing challenge 
that by Avram being able to do what God requested him, gave substance to everything that Avram has done up to that point, and has become the most important event in Jewish history. Our sages proclaim that the sacrifice that Avraham was ready to do, the Akedah, was singularly the most important event in Jewish history, the most defining Jewish moment. It's for this reason at the beginning of every year on Rosh Hashanah, we read in the Torah the, the story of the Akedah. And actually, every day in the morning, the first part of the morning prayers, we read this story. Why is the Akedah singled out greater than other sacrifices that we had throughout our Jewish history? We have countless stories of of individuals that have sacrificed so much for for what's true what's right you have the 10 martyrs every kiva and even if you say that this one is unique because he had to sacrifice a child which is somewhat or a lot more difficult for someone to even sacrifice themselves. You have the story of Hannah, where seven of her children were sacrificed, a story that's actually too difficult for me to repeat. <clears throat> why, why are we focused so strongly on the Akedah? And what's even more perplexing is that this, ta- this challenge that Avram had to sacrifice his son was asked personally by God. On every other story in history, we do not find that God personally requested it. So seemingly, the other ones are much more challenging than even the Akedah. So why do we keep recounting this particular event? There are those that wish to explain the uniqueness of the Akedah in that when God requested him to sacrifice his son, it would be easy for Avram to, 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 to answer or retort back to God and say, didn't you personally promise me that from this child the future will be built on? How is that supposed to happen if I kill him? That would be an easy question. He didn't. He didn't ask, didn't ask that question. And for that alone, that he didn't question, is what made the the, uh, the Akedah unique. But in truth, if we look throughout the Jewish history, there is unfortunately so many stories where these challenges, where, where Jews sacrificed themselves or people around them and the challenges they went through, they could ask God, you wrote this in your Torah, you, you promised us this, and this is what we have back. And so many times the, they, <clears throat> the Jews kept on doing the right thing, even if the question remained and still remains. So again, what exactly made this Akedah so unique when we find 
the same aspect in so many other stories. In Chassidus, it is explained that what was unique about Avram was that he was the first. The first to sacrifice for God. And as we know, famous saying, all beginnings are difficult. As the famous adage says, what usually one should go down a beaten path. Because a beaten path means that it's easier. The first person who took that path had it very difficult. There's no path there. Very, there were many challenges. But as he walked through that path, he made it easier for the person behind him, which in turn made it easier for the next person. So the first person is the one who made this path for many, many people afterwards an easier path. The same thing with Avram Avinu. He, may, he was the first. <clears throat> this reminds me of a, a beautiful story of the uh, Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef was the author of the Shulchan Aruch. And once in his studies, he came across an exceedingly difficult question that he just could not find the answer. And he labored and he labored and toiled and toiled. I don't know how long, if it was days, weeks, for a, a, a tremendous amount of time until finally... The answer to this great question came to him. He was exceedingly happy, both with the answer and the fact that his all, all his toil paid off. And he was on his way home. And as he on his way home, he passes by two young young men learning the exact subject that he was working on. And one asks the other the exact question that he asked, and the other one just turns to his friend and says, maybe this is the answer. And he gives the exact answer that the Bez Yosef himself could not figure out, and it took him so long to get it. The Bez Yosef felt very dejected, not because they had the answer, but why did it, why was it so easy for them? And why was it so hard for him to come to this answer? And at night, it was revealed to him, as it's known to great tzaddikim, great righteous people, holy people. They get visions, they get messages from the spiritual realm about, about truths that others don't know. And it was revealed to him that the subject matter and the intellect and the foresight of what he was questioning and what he was looking for was not on the, it was not in this world it was not there it was not available to anybody <clears throat> and because only because of the Yosef's diligence and and, and, and and toiling with it and dedicating himself so strongly that the in the spiritual realm they decided that this answer should not be available to any to, to people to find this answer <clears throat> it's only there it's only here available because of your toil. And when you pass by, you saw the ultimate uh, gift that you have brought to this world. You made this logic available to everybody. The beginning, the first person who starts something makes it available for everybody. Avram was the first to sacrifice himself. 
That is not a normal ability. It, it, what is basic in human life is self-preservation, to stay alive. People will do anything to stay alive. It is the most basic human emotion to, 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 to self-preserve, stay alive. How is it that someone can give up his life? That's not a normal thing. <clears throat> Avram, by him doing that, he forged a new path, a path where one can overcome and override their basic human hard-coded self-preservation program because there is something greater to live for. And for that greatness, it is sometimes warrants, sometimes warrants to give up a person's own life. And that was what made Avram so, so great. And what's more important is that by him doing that and him being the first Jew, he is coded the Jewish DNA with the ability to, 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 to sacrifice. <clears throat> that being said, then actually, not that Kedah should come up as the example, but the, the story before that, the, the, the one that he was thrown in the furnace, that should be the story that we talk about because that was the first act of, uh, of sacrifice where he was actually thrown into the fiery furnace and where he was actually gave up, he was ready to give up his life. Again, why are we focusing on, on the Akedah? In general, sacrifice is the most telling moment, the moment that shows what the true value system to this person is. By one willing to, to sacrifice for, the, for, for, for a great truth, they're showing that the truth is greater than themselves, and therefore they're willing to sacrifice themselves for that. And it's not just revealing in the in-person that's sacrificing, but in all those that witness or hear of those events, those become the backbone, the strength that they use to, to be able to withstand their own personal challenges and to overcome anything that gets in the way of doing the right thing. That's why sacrifice in general in Judaism is called Kiddush Hashem, sanctifying God, bringing out how important that is to be dedicated to God and the paths that God has shown us, which ways to go. And all the countless sacrifices that people, the Jews gave through the years have been the backbone of Jewish existence till today. Without them, we would not be able to have been able to overcome all these challenges. On the other hand, you have the Arcada, which had no value system, seemingly. What's the purpose? What would be accomplished? What's accomplished with the request that Avram to kill Yitzchak, his son? What moral value are they trying to show and to bring out? What good could be accomplished with Avram killing his son? It's absurd. Avram spent entire life showing people the right path of morality, of goodness and kindness, 
against paganism. And yet God asked him the most pagan, meaningless, immoral act to do, a father to kill his son. There was no point. What value? What reason? And yet, and yet Avram didn't even question that. He immediately set out to do it. Why didn't he even ask God respectfully to explain himself, to give some kind of context to this absurd request? With the purpose of God's request for the Akedah to Avram, God wished to reveal something truly profound that was going on in Avram's life. And that is that Avram's value system was that he truly believed without any question, without any doubt, that whatever God does is for the good. And that only good would come out of any request that God wished or any path that brings somebody closer to God, only good would happen. And this belief was so strong that even when God came to him and asked him to kill the most loved most loved thing in Avram's life, his precious son, and there would be absolutely no purpose, and there would be just the worst backlash to such an act, he did not hesitate for one minute knowing so deeply, if God asked it from him, it's good. And the faster you do it, the faster you'll see the good that this will accomplish. What it is, he had no idea. He doesn't know. He knows that God knows. And he's completely dedicated. And that's why God said after this test, now I know you're God-fearing. He had no limitations to believing that God was good and everything that he will request from him will ultimately just turn out to be good. And it is that gene to be able to truly see that whatever God is doing is for the good is what he embedded to all his offspring. This is the meaning in the Talmud's statement where God tells Avram, by doing this, you will give credence, substance to all the other challenges. Prior to this challenge, we would we would believe that every time that Avram was challenged was because there was some greater good that needed to be demonstrated, and therefore it was worthwhile to, uh, to overcome this challenge. But if he didn't see any goal, then why would he why would he sacrifice himself if there was no purpose? You know, he he just wouldn't do it. With this one act, he showed that he would withstand all the challenges because each one of them was a guidance from God. And that itself was the truth. <clears throat> and only good would happen from it. He gave credence to everything that he did. And more importantly, that by him being like this and acting like this on a constant basis, as we said before, he embedded all Jewish DNA with that. No matter who we are, no matter what state we are, we have that feeling inside of us, knowing at any point, no matter how 
great the time or how unfortunately dark the time is. God is good, and what he's doing is for good reason, and stay the course. And that gives us strength. And therefore, and for that reason, that we recount this story every day in the morning, starting the day, to reacclimate, to give us the strength to be able to overcome the challenges, knowing that anything that's going to happen in the day is something that God put forth for us, and there is good in it, and only good will come out of it. And the stronger that resolve, the faster the good would reveal itself.